Welcome to the Washdown Podcast, episode number 33. I'm your host, Jeremy Green. With me today is my co-host, Chris Nelson, producer James Moran, and we will be talking with Devin Hales, a law enforcement officer who grew up in the south side of Chicago, then went to being a ranch hand in Kansas. And we're going to talk to him about that and also being an African-American in law enforcement in today's climate. So sit back and enjoy episode number 33 of the Washdown Podcast. What's our chicken bone in the shotgun? Hey, you got some old school cops out there that want to eat and then they just stick it in the top of the rifle because they ain't got nowhere to put it. They know the rifles don't get used or the shotguns don't get used, so let's put it in there. You get some rusted shotguns in those cars, all kind of stuff. <laughs> They're just... <laughs> Good to know. Yeah, <laughs> kind, of like, kind of like whenever you yeah. see James's guns. <laughs> <laughs> well, that took like 20 seconds in, and he got to dig in on James not cleaning his guns. I love it. You can't do anything right. <laughs> Dude, it's not hard to clean your guns. Whatever. I can't even pull the race card in this one because he's going to choose your side, and that's the problem. <laughs> My man. <laughs> We just got kicked off of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> They're monitoring it. <laughs> oh, yeah. We have such a following. <laughs> I really thought this shirt would do it in for me today, my Area 51 swarming shirt. Oh, dude. You've never done a 5K in your life. No, it's when we stormed Area 51. You know those episodes I was gone for a little bit? <laughs> That's federal prison. <laughs> Let's be honest. There was no federal prison. They just looked at you guys like, go away. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it was actually just me. I was late like by a year. <laughs> I got the dates wrong. So it was typical. You showed up, but just. But yeah, like, and, and I got late. tired in like the first hundred yards. So I just Let's be honest. Here. Hundred yards. Yeah. Okay. It was like hundred feet. Whatever. <laughs> what was that big fight? Was it the Josh fight they just had? What? The McGregor fight? No, no, not not the UFC. It was some guy on Facebook added like hundreds of people with the same first name, and they he set up a fight in a big field for like two oh, years. Oh, Nebraska? Yeah, it was in Nebraska. Really? Yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, a bunch of people showed up, and they had like it was all it was kind of like the larping thing. Yeah, so they were just having fun, just and then and they had some little kid win. <laughs> <laughs> it was wow. pretty. It was pretty awesome. I mean, there was wow. it was like two years of shit talking. On yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> My God. It was a lot of, and I was surprised. Like thousands of people showed up, all named Josh really? or whatever the name was. I can't remember what the name was, but I thought it was pretty neat. Yeah, that's I really saw impressive. it. I saw it on the news feed, but that's like debauchery right up my alley. <laughs> yeah, they were. What was it like? They had like pool noodles or something. They yeah, were they, 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 have you ever? <laughs> what? Have you yeah. ever? Have you ever seen LARPing? Have you ever seen it? Yeah, yeah, dude. It's pretty, I, honestly. I, I watched was, the movie Knights of Bad Astem. Right. So all you need what's to know the, about LARPing. Oh, what's the other movie with? Uh, wow, the role models. Right, oh, yeah. oh yeah, that. One. So I, so up in my hometown, there's a group of people that do that. At like they have the campsite, and I see them at the city park every once in a while. Wow! And I mean, it's kind of at first, you know, you're like it's kind of nerdy, but then you start watching, you're like, man, that looks like fun because <laughs> they're making their own costumes, their right. own weapons, so it's real creative and. Honestly, it's kind of a good outlet for everything. Really? So, you know, like you got one guy might be a wizard. And he's over there casting spells. It's like legit doing it. Uh-huh. And, I mean, it's just big acting. That's all we need in our city. But I think Except it'd be fun. 
Honestly, it looked like I a guarantee there'd be like a sword fight. And he'd be like, I cast you down with your queen. And they'll be like, no, fuck you, don't. And shoot him. <laughs> That's how it would end. They'd actually just shoot him. Like, well, yeah, it's the Renaissance Yeah, this, this <laughs> <laughs> Once a year. <laughs> oh. oh, yeah. Well, I was just thinking about the Ren Fest. <laughs> like, isn't that original LARPing? Yep. <laughs> yep. Well, what's the difference, though, between, like, LARPing and, like, uh, like oh, the Civil War reenactments is that technically that's, LARPing? I would say that's technically yeah, LARPing. it kind of falls in, into it a little bit. Just different weapons. So LARP, yeah. LARPing is your, your this is your old white role, people instead of young white people because it's all white people. <laughs> <laughs> Man, hey, yeah, Civil War reenactments. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Go ahead, Chris. Take it. <laughs> 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 There's plenty of. African Americans, <laughs> I don't, whatever, that participate in those reenactments as well. Maybe you should go to one that's not. What, the Civil War reenactments? Yes. Mm, you really want to go down that battle? <laughs> yes. <laughs> they have the whole black regiment. What's their role in participation? What is it? Name, name the black regiment. Name the first all black regiment. I can't remember. The first Fourth it. Massachusetts. Thank Come you. on now. No, this is the one, there was one in Iowa, and they were, they, they do one in Iowa, and there's, they have a black, they have the A black regiment, but I don't know. Hmm. Who they identify as, and, and they, don't, I mean, they don't really say this is the battle of. It's mm-hmm. this is just a battle, and they should kind of go through the progression. <laughs> We're just fighting, yeah. <laughs> but you know, one, one year the South might win, one year the the North might win. So, that, but I mean, really? it's, just a, it's just a battle. But they have it all planned out. And huh? They got they got legit all black regiment. And, it's like WWE, but for Civil War. Yeah, it's <laughs> already scripted. It's just <laughs> minus the spandex. Yeah. Well, 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 well I guess some of them might have spandex. With boots. Yeah. You know, they, they have a book. It's called the History Book. You can get all the information of who won those battles. Well, see, we're destroying that now, so it doesn't even matter. Oh, History's right, being right. rewritten. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I keep forgetting. <laughs> It's how do you feel history went? Then that's what's right. Fact. Right. <laughs> well, man, thanks for coming on today. I, yeah. Yeah. I don't. Thanks yeah. for getting me fired. <laughs> <laughs> this will be fun. This is going to be great. We're going to edit out a whole section. Of oh, LARPing? Oh, we're going to lose all our LARP reviewers. Yeah. Oh, dude, we're so keeping that. <laughs> So, Devin, why don't you uh, tell us a little bit about yourself? You know, start at the beginning, the middle, wherever. Uh, Work back from the you end. Can, you can even include your little LARPing stage as a teenager. Yeah. I avoided those. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have those where I grew South up. Southside Chicago didn't have those. <laughs> they, didn't have those. <laughs> they just had actual rolling gun battles. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I grew up in Chicago. Um, rough area. Um, father passed away when I was 10. We lived in Chicago for another three years and then moved to Kansas City, or Kansas, I guess. Um, a lot of family out here, so we thought about being closer to my mother's side of the family, so that's why we moved out here. Other than that, um, went to school in KCK, did jobs while I was in school just to make some money and help out around the house. My mom's a teacher. She's been a teacher my entire life, but... Um, I don't know. I, I I chose to go to college late in life because I was working, working on farms and stuff out in Kansas and just trying to make some money. And then I went to college later on 
after I could actually afford it. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's not a bad plan, though. It's not. It's not. not I didn't know if I, if I didn't know. I didn't know if I wanted to do college or not. It was, you know, it was up. It was up in the air. I thought about the military. Thought about college. Like, well, I didn't want to join the military for the wrong reasons, just to pay for college. So, just go kill some commies. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, other than that, um, worked in security a lot. Met my wife in Kansas City. Uh, we got married in 2018. I joined the academy for uh, I joined the police academy, and that's that's where history is now. That's where I'm at now. As a cop. What's your wife do? She's a flight nurse for Children's Mercy. So y'all just got a big old little taking care of people family. Yeah, I guess kind of grew into that. <laughs> <laughs> how, how are the dinner table discussions? Uh, we try not to talk about work. We try to, I mean, we'll talk about initially when we get home what our day was like. But other than that, unless she's with her nurse buddies or I'm with my cop buddies, we usually just don't, we don't talk about a lot of it. Unless something drastic happened or something, wow, I saved a life today. No. Yeah. <laughs> so how was that, uh, how was that culture shift moving from... Southside Chicago or West or was it West Side or South Side? South Side. South Side yeah. Chicago to working on a farm in Kansas. It was weird. So <laughs> I always grew up loving animals. That was that was my passion. That's what got me that's what kept me out of the whole gang activity and it was sports and animals on Chicago and of course finding animals or finding ways to work with animals in Chicago was pretty tough. But um you mean you don't have cows on every No, not down? down the street. Not in the apartments that we lived in. We didn't have any, <laughs> we didn't have any cows. <laughs> so we had to find a place that, you know, I could go get my fix in with riding horses and learn about that. And um, it was a place downtown Chicago where they do the carriage rides. And the owner, he offered riding lessons as long uh, as, long as he offered riding lessons for free to me. As long as I was what you consider a working student, so I would muck the stalls and do a bunch of work. But it was kind of weird having a little stable right in the middle of Chicago, Illinois. <laughs> um, but it was a different type of different type of surrounding and people. And I don't know, I grew to love it. It was it kept me busy. And it was yeah. fun. We had a what was her name? I'm drawing a blank on her name. Julie. The, Julie, the founder of Horses and Heroes, on mm-hmm. a few episodes ago. Mm-hmm. And they do absolutely amazing work with yep. first responders, and yeah, we got to hook you guys up. You have a blast, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we learned a lot about horses that day. I learned a lot. <laughs> I did too. Oh, follow up to that episode, I got to meet Hank, and it was the best day of my life. You mean Henry? Henry. Yeah, I got to meet Henry. Either way, I want to meet Henry. <laughs> Sorry, uh, he was. You got to put in work to meet Henry. Yeah. I had to put in work, but yeah. I got to meet Henry. I was out of town. I was actually in <laughs> Illinois. Yeah. What, what was I, the second call? <laughs> no. You were the first call. You have a trailer. He don't. Oh, yeah. Good point. <laughs> I know my friends. <laughs> Just remember that when he asked you to help him move. <laughs> Sold my trailer. So sad. Yeah, you got a trailer. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. And I'm busy that day. My Jeep's on it. No, it's not. It will be in about five minutes. <laughs> well. You are Patches 2.0, so. <laughs> so Jeremy had, sad now, had a Jeep named Patches mm-hmm. for right reasons. 
Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. The right. patches is somebody else's problem now. Oh, so, you did, so you did sell it. Yep. Oh, it so literally became somebody else's problem 10 minutes after it got sold. <laughs> did you get a phone call? <laughs> yes, I did. Hey, man. <laughs> lemon. <laughs> He's, you're going to get lemon laws. Yeah. He, he had to put it on a trailer. I told him. I told him whenever I sold it to him, I said, bring a trailer. I said, because it's not staying running. The fuel pump's going out. And he didn't. Oh, boy. Yeah. So... But, I mean, you know, is what it is. A couple hundred bucks, and that thing will run great. For I'm just day. tired of messing with it. For a month. <laughs> First time you hit the trail. or Yeah. Well, it was a 95. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, as long as you know how to keep them up, they'll yeah. run. Yeah. run. Yeah. I <laughs> never got – well, I only got that Jeep stuck once, mm-hmm. and I slid into a mud hole that was coming in the passenger side window. Oh, that's yeah. That's the only reason okay, it got so stuck. that's legit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, so police academy, what the hell, where do you go from working on a farm in Kansas, loving horses to joining the police department? Well, my, uh, college professor, one of my college professors was, um, on the department for years. He, in fact, he was a spokesman for the department. Uh, he's now the chief of police in another city, but I was working security when I was going to school. So he, he always knew I was into law enforcement and wanted to get into law enforcement. I guess a little tired of security game. So um, he talked to me about it. I stalled for a year or so, didn't do it. And then eventually I was like, hell, I might as well apply, see see where it goes. So I applied and it was back when, you know, they were only picking so many people to join. Uh, I still say they picked me because I was black. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, just saying. No. <laughs> now it don't even matter. Like, hey, you got a pulse? Yep, exactly. <laughs> and, and, take and one now. arm? <laughs> How many felonies? Four? Yeah, we can work with four. Come on. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Sounds, yeah. sounds like the fire department. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Not touching that one either. <laughs> yeah, they gave me a call. They said, um, hey, we... Hey, idiot, you made it. Man, <laughs> I was surprised. I'm like, yeah, all right. Let's, uh, I'm going to do this thing. So, yeah. So what is uh, how is what you thought it would be in reality different? Oh, it's way different, especially with they, you know, you, you, you're going through the academy and they, they tell you how much you're going to be that positive influence in the community and how much, um, I mean, they tell you how much fun you have, and with, that's true. You do have fun. <laughs> um, they don't tell you about all the paperwork, but... They tell, they tell you about half the paperwork you got to do. But other than that, it's it's not 100% like it is in the academy. It's completely different. You're going to have those boring days, and then you're going to have those days where it's nonstop. You're working all this overtime because you got stuck on something, and those are the things that they don't tell you. But, you know, you got to take it as it comes. It's, it's what I signed up I, I tell people it's what I signed up for. So I, I, I'm not going back now. I mean, I'm in it. I enjoy it. I still enjoy it. But um, they don't paint as clear as a picture as you get when you actually get out there on the street. Do you think it's different? Do you think though that they really could? They could. I think like they could and make the people understand that are going through the academy. Do you think people would understand that before actually seeing it for themselves? Because we went through probably the same, not. Because we went through the no. same thing with the fire academy, mm-hmm. where you know they tell us all the stuff, and mm-hmm. you get out, 
there and it's like it's culture shock it slaps you right in the face yeah and it's like oh those are really yeah. l- missing limbs and I, I don't i don't think you can ever accurately explain it to somebody no I don't until think you, you are are knee deep in it yeah have you seen have you guys seen that new chris pratt movie the tomorrow war yet? yes yep you know that scene uh, where they're like why didn't why are we just now seeing this for the first time? And they're like, well, we thought if we actually showed it to you, we couldn't get anybody. Yeah. I definitely think you have to, you have to get into it to see how it is. I don't, I don't care how many pies and how many situationals they put you through in the Academy. It's never going to be the same because every call is different. Every call is different. Every scenario is different, but I think, Physically being there and seeing it is when you're going to get the understanding. And then that's why you got a lot of cops that quit after their FTO period or even halfway through their FTO period because they're like, this ain't what I thought it was going to be. Hell no. Yeah, no, this ain't for me. <laughs> so you you definitely have to see it. You have to see it and, and be in it to know if that's really what you want to do. So to our viewers, Devin and I, my fire station, his police station are Right across the street from mm-hmm. each other. So we see each other all the time. And I swear to God, half the time we see each other, our faces just look like. Because <laughs> yeah. that's just the shit we're doing. Like, yeah. <laughs> there is no like heroic moment where like he's pulling a baby out of a car and running it right. to my ambulance. We're just like, why are we here? <laughs> I wish I could tell you. <laughs> I wish I wish in our, in our, when we do our reports, jail itis was a. Uh, oh, yeah. God. Oh, boy. <laughs> it was an option. You put that in your narrative. Yeah, <laughs> they broke out in hives from the handcuffs. I, I, I put that on like my you know chief complaint because they'll be like, "Man, I want to go to jail." I'm like, "Okay, does not want to go to jail. Patient's level of distress none." What do you know me too? I'll show up like, "Honey, that you know that chest pain that kicked in five minutes ago with your 22 year old ass ain't getting you out of this warrant." I'm sorry, your vitals are great. Oh yeah, <laughs> what they know? They played the system for years. I mean, it's mm-hmm. the, it's the game. They know how to play the system. Well, and they let us say no. Mm-hmm. You know that that brings an interesting point because so many times, you know, we're in a just nationwide, mm-hmm. especially in our large metropolitan areas. We're kind of in this culture shift right now where it's really, really hard for cops to yeah. do their job. You know, I don't know how many times I've been over to the jail in your station, and just as you know. I got chest pain. Okay, yankity yank. We all know this game. Mm-hmm. And I see mm-hmm. what they were arrested for. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and they're like, ah, prosecutors don't want to do anything. We're not sitting on them. Just let them go. Yep. All that, you guys busted your ass, you know, to get these charges, to make these arrests, mm-hmm. just to have them shit out the other side. I mean, how, day in, day out, you know. It's frustrating. And then we we get pushback from the residents or community. And they're like, why aren't y'all doing anything about this? Well, we are. We're arresting them. We're taking them down there. We're booking them in. We're doing our report. We're filing our charges. Once it gets past this door, it's it's on the prosecutors. I mean, we don't have any control over that. We are doing our job, but it's, it, it sometimes seems like we're fighting against the prosecutors. And that just sucks. It's like, why are we doing it then? Why are we out here arresting Filing charges just for them to be kicked out. Oh, we don't want them. It's nothing. How does, what's your, when you know that happens, what's your mindset when you go home every day? Or better yet, before you come to work every day? Why am I, why am I out here driving around even trying to do this job? If I'm not going to get any support from 
the actual people who have the power to 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 push my charges through. Like, why am I going to sit there and arrest you when I just know it's oh, a simple city citation and they're probably going to kick it out? So that that is the biggest thing on my mind. Uh, and it can be frustrating, real frustrating. Knowing where your wife works, and it, obviously, you know, she's still a public servant, but in, in a very different role. Mm-hmm. How does she do kind of comprehending, understanding you know, your frustration and things like that. Cause where she comes from, it's like, Hey, what can we give you today? Right. You know, yeah. it is, it, it's a great job, but there's nothing against it, but it is yeah. almost for still helping someone. It's very eerie how public mm-hmm. or how polar opposite it is. Yeah. I mean, she's, she supports me 100%. She, I mean, I could uh, get up one day and say, you know what? I quit. I'm going to go do something else. She'd be behind me 100%. So, I know it's frustrating to her to see me frustrated, um, but she still, you know, she still maps out the positive things. She's always positive and maps out the positive about, you know, you still are out there doing something. You still are out there, whereas people are leaving because especially with the times that has been happening within law enforcement, there's been so many people leaving, retiring, quitting, but this will pass like a lot of things it's i still have a job to do i still have to go out there and do it and i always think if i'm not doing it and everybody else is quitting who's gonna do it because there's still a lot of innocent people that love us that need police help and we can't forget about those people and it's hard with these times it's hard to forget or it's hard to you know to remember that these people are still out there that still need police because it's so much of the other side that hate the police and, you know, flip you off when you're driving down the street. So many of them, but yet you have the few that do need us and do want us that we can't forget about. And it, it can be easy to forget, especially when you live or when you work in an area where most of the community don't like the police, but then you have a small half that do. So it can be hard to, you know, remember that, but you, you got to remind yourself this is. You know, there's people out there that need us. We well, yeah, that. Yeah. I mean, it goes back to that, the squeaky wheel gets the grease. Yeah. So I, I do have a question, and it's something I've seen posted on social media a lot. And, you know, people want to change, you know, public service departments. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's, it's a racial question. Mm-hmm. You know, because you always hear people saying, well, nobody at the, the police station by me or the fire station by me, they don't look like me. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's helped you in the area you work in or does it, do you think that hurts you? Cause people, you know, cause you see a lot of it on, on social media too, where right. you're called a traitor or, mm-hmm. and I, I won't get into the, the racist names that mm-hmm. they call them, no, but, yep. you, but you know, yeah. you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yep. So what, what have, in your experience so far, what have you seen with that in that area you work in? It helps and hurts because you do get called those racial names. You could get, you get, you do, they do people do call you a traitor because you're wearing a blue uniform and they'll say, Oh, you're doing a white man's job or, uh, whatever you can think of, mm-hmm. but it's also helped because there are those families who would rather speak to a black officer instead of a white officer. Mm-hmm. Um, so it it's it's both sides. It helps and hurts because the ones that don't like you because you're wearing that uniform, they're not going to listen to you. They're not going to address you in any kind of way. They're they're just gonna call you names and racial names. Um, but then 
you do have that side of people who want a black officer because they feel more comfortable talking to a black officer. Um, I know since I came on this job, I've been called more racially charged names mm-hmm. by black people. Yeah. <laughs> and my, my, oh, yeah. You know, fellow black people that I ever have by yeah. other races. And I'm just like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yeah, I I get more racial name racially named calls from the black side of the community than any other side. How does it How does it affect you when you go home, or does it, or do you just kind of? It doesn't. So how, so then how do you combat that? Because I mean, being called something, mm-hmm. a lot of people take major offense to it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'll be honest, I don't. I don't care what you call me. It right. doesn't hurt. It's just names. Yeah. But not everybody's like that. So how do you, you know, separate that and not let it affect you and what you how you're working? I think a lot of it comes from experience and age. Um, I've done a lot of jobs and I've seen a lot of stuff in uh, 36 years I've lived. God, you're old. I know, right? The grays in my beard, man. <laughs> These young guys over here. <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's experience and I think uh, I see a lot of the younger officers that really take that to heart. But I don't care. You you say what you're gonna say as long as you don't put your hands on me, mm-hmm. you can say whatever you want to say. It's not gonna and it's not gonna bother me going home. I'm gonna sleep just like I normally sleep. So when you when you were working on the farms, mm-hmm. did you run into a lot of that? I want to say, well, from what I can remember, I don't I don't think I did. If I did, I was ignorant and didn't really understand what was said. But um, there was a the area that. Uh, the the area that I worked on, like in the ranches, and even when I went to do rodeos and stuff, I mean, you'd get the the um, stupid comments, mm-hmm. um, especially if you're in a bar setting or something like that. Uh, oh, we never seen a black guy ride a horse like that before. You get stuff like that, but nothing. One of those backhanded compliments. Right, right. <laughs> you're the widest <laughs> black guy we've ever yeah, seen. Yeah, I, I dollar for every time I heard that I retire. <laughs> oh yeah, but. Other than that, I mean, it really, it really was nothing that ever pissed me off or yeah. ever got underneath my skin. Is that something your mom helped teach you before your dad passed, or something your dad helped as well before? Yeah, I mean, they were they were very religious. So, I mean, we I grew up going to church two times a week and uh, reading the Bible and stuff like that. So they were religious. So, but they exposed me to a lot of stuff up front as a young kid. So I, my family is multiracial. I mean, it's you, I have an Asian aunt. It's, it's very, very diverse in it's our like family. It's like Bell's so. racial draft. <laughs> <laughs> Who so, does Tiger Woods now? <laughs> so, so I grew up um, in a mixture of race. I, I, in fact, I even, my high school or my middle school that I went to in Chicago I was bused to, and it was only three black kids in that school. Um, it was myself and two other people who went to or who lived in the same apartment complex. But we got bused to those schools because of the education and mm-hmm. um, the schools that were around where I live. Your the survival rate if you weren't in the game, it was very low. I mean, you were. It's a lot of young kids that I grew up with that are no longer with us because of the choice that they made or that they were forced to make with going to the schools in the hood or, mm-hmm. you know, or they're still locked up in some penitentiary somewhere. What a waste. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yep. So, where you and I work, used to be, still is one of the deadliest zip codes Mm -hmm. in the whole United States. Mm -hmm. You know, we see this violence day in, day out. Yeah. And it sucks. You know, some of these calls you talk about holding over on, like, you know, those shooting scenes where you're there three, four, five hours. Yeah. You know, like... What is that violence, you know, seeing this violence day in and day out, especially fellow African-Americans, you, you hear this narrative mm-hmm. every day come out, you know, the Black Lives Matter, and it's the police that are, you know, that's the narrative that's pushed constantly, but you're in the streets, you see something different, don't you? I do. I mean, black lives don't matter to blacks over in the hood. They don't. It's, it, you, you preach the whole black lives matter, and then you got little kids that are black getting shot by other black people. It's... It just doesn't matter in the hood. There's no Black Lives Matter. I, every time I see it, it 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 kind of it get that gets under my skin, especially when I'm a, arresting a black man and he's like, "Oh, Black Lives Matter, really?" Does it? Because the the homicide rate in Kansas City tells a different story. It, black lives don't matter to blacks in the hood, from what I've seen. I've seen more black on black crime than any other race against their own race. And that's sad. And then we got the Black Lives Matter posted everywhere. On the streets. On the, uh, I mean, painted on the streets. It's, it, that's frustrating. How, how, do you, how do you combat that? And in your, you know, your daily, daily work schedule, is it, do you try to be the role model to them? Do you try to, like, how do you dispel that narrative or how do you push that narrative? How do you how do you make Black Lives Matter to everybody? Yeah, that's a hard question. I I don't know. Um, I think no matter what we say to the community, no matter what we say, and in and in the area that I work, no matter what we say, I feel like it's going on deaf ears. Some people might, you know, listen to it and maybe change their way of thinking, but. Sometimes it's it's just like oh this is deaf ears. I mean I can I can tell you that you know all of our lives. My wife my wife is white. Her life matters to me. She's not black. So yeah, you guys, you, she's a white. <laughs> she, she's a white redhead. Her life. Oh, matters. Emma, I'm so sorry. Yeah, I'm so sorry. <laughs> hey, remember that whole my man thing. My wife's a redhead too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> You live in fear at home too. Uh, you live in fear at home too. <laughs> he sleeps in his bed. <laughs> He's all tactical geared out. <laughs> Good night, honey. Yeah. Body camera on. <laughs> you got to make sure you send her just that portion of the episode. Sorry, Sarah. Say, my, my wife knows I say all this. I say it to her face. So I'm good. I'm, she's going to kill me one of these days anyway. I've told my wife redheads are crazy. They they are. Are. They're nuts, man. They're crazy. They're, all, they're always mad. Yeah. I don't get it. They have no soul. Have you guys, have you guys figured out what you're going to do when you die when her, she doesn't have a soul to go anywhere? <laughs> well, you, you never I didn't about, say You it. never heard about the freckles? Uh, <laughs> my, my wife's covered in freckles, man. Yeah. Every freckle's a soul. Yeah. <laughs> And when the sun hits it, it gets worse. Oh, yeah. yeah. She goes outside for two minutes and she's burnt. Uh-huh. I'm like, the moon's out. It's midnight. How do you get burned? <laughs> yeah, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I can I could probably talk to him blue in the face about how I feel about the BLM movement and, 
Because there, and and then you look up, and there's different people that say that oh, it means something different. It doesn't mean this, or it doesn't mean that. Like, well, it means what you say it means. And for the majority of people, it means black lives are only mattering. Black lives matter. As, and I get it. There's you know there's areas, and I've seen it. Well, I saw it growing up. Um, we didn't. Police didn't drive down our street. If they drove down our street, they didn't stop. Um, and I rarely saw a black officer in my area or in my neighborhood. Um, but times aren't the way they were, but they're not as bad as people make out it to be race-wise as all every white cop is looking for a black person. It's not, no. I, you know, I, I know the officers, your, your old partner, I wish she was still here and hadn't moved away, uh-huh. but just, you know, the stuff that our police department does for our community, mm-hmm. it's, I, I think second to none. We, they, y'all do some cool shit. They do, yeah. And yeah. it, it, a lot of times it does feel like it falls on deaf ears or it just, it only, it's only heard by those that it directly affects. Right. Yep. So do you think that whole mindset is like a geographical, well, geographical is not really the right term, but whenever you said the hood, right. You know, I mean, do you think it's just like, that's the culture? I think so. The the gangs and all of that stuff. Um, Because if you have, it's the home that you grow up in. So, when I'm talking like we're driving down the street and getting flipped off, it's not by the adults, it's by kids. So it's the home that they're growing up in. It's the environment around them that they're growing up in. Um, and you're behind the eight ball already. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Like whether we, what we think of it, there are deep racial roots. There are. In our city. Mm-hmm. That who are you, Devin, to come in here after generations of it mm-hmm. and yeah. turn it around? You're not equipped. Yeah. Yeah, you, no. you got a gun, handcuffs, a couple extra rounds, and yep. What are you gonna do? I mean, all you have is your voice, and sometimes even that is dimmed down. So I don't know. Do you do do you ride it out and see what happens, or? Um, I mean, I'm not running for office anytime soon, so I don't <laughs> <laughs> ever. So I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. You're gonna be a right end candidate. Yeah, I'll <laughs> vote for you. I got. Devin, three votes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, no, I'll, get, I'll get my mom to vote for you. Don't worry. All right. Awesome. <laughs> I, I think, you know, in my way of thinking is, you know, you have to keep putting it out there and keep trying to make the difference where you can. Yeah. Because you never know, and we've talked about that before, of mm-hmm. what, who you affect, mm-hmm. you know, in your day-to-day that you might not even realize. It could yep. be something small that could change yep. somebody's life. Yep. The, and, rock, the rock in a pond. Yeah. 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 I mean, even, yeah, yeah you, you drive down, you're, you're driving around, and you see those kids outside playing the ball or playing sports, jump out and do it with them. I mean, show them that all cops aren't bad. You have a few, but all cops, cops are not bad. They aren't. I mean, you, and I think you cho- your, your parents being religious. Yeah. Having a very diverse family. And you choose your love of animals, mm-hmm. sent you on a completely different path. Yeah, than a lot of your neighbors. That is true. Yep, and you know, it kind of kept you out of trouble because when you're when you're not working mm-hmm. and you're just sitting around, 
Yeah, the mind starts to it starts to want yeah. to run, and you get bored, you get oh, antsy, yeah. you got idle hands. Yeah, I mean, I'm well, and I'm too, guilty of it. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> stupid stuff because so, I'm bored. Yeah, something even off that, like your mom was present. Yeah, your dad would have been present if he could have been. Yep. Uh, you know, a lot of times, especially in Chicago, with the gang violence we see right now. Yeah, when you bad. have absent parents, I mean, kids still want a feeling of normalcy. Yep. Still want you know a sense of love and camaraderie they're mm-hmm. gonna find it they're gonna it, find it yeah it's a lot of times it's not the right one but they're gonna find it on the streets wherever but uh, yeah well, they'll they, find somebody to care for them yeah and that goes back to what you said it's what you learn in the home mm-hmm. so if you know mom and dad are absent or yep. abusive or drug addicts or whatever yep. then yeah they're gonna latch on to the first thing that shows them any type exactly. of attention and it doesn't necessarily have to be positive yep and good attention it could be negative most definitely. Yep. So take us into a little bit the resiliency you've built up. After everything we've just talked about, you still go to work every day, you still come mm-hmm. home, you still have a happy marriage, happy home. So obviously there you have that ability and that resiliency to turn that switch on and off. What is went into you developing that? I think a lot of it was my parents. Um a lot of it has been advice from people don't bring don't bring the issues at work home um because that's just going to that's going to make the household rocky and hard to live so i turn it on when i get to work i'm in work mode um i leave my problems from home out of work and vice versa and it has taken, again, with experience, it has taken me time with other jobs learning that. Because uh, I used to work in a jail. I used to work in Johnson County Department of Corrections. And uh, I wasn't married or anything. I was dating. But if I had a bad day, I would bring that back home. Or I would go on a date, kind of pissed off, still thinking about it. So I had to learn how to... Store where the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Whoa! You ever notice the more of these we do, the more he cusses. Yeah. Oh yeah, he's getting comfortable. We're gonna have to. We really do need a button. Yeah. <laughs> Beep. The, the, the Moran button. Yeah. I'll tell you what we need to do is we need to have his microphone routed to where it's not actually recording, but he thinks it is. <laughs> then, <laughs> they can say what you want. <laughs> anyway, I need some of those resilience. <laughs> Love you, James. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's, I mean, it's hard to do, but I just know for the health of me and my family, I need to turn that off before I get home. I have to. Have to. Are you having, if you ever have kids, would you encourage them to go into law enforcement? If I had a kid right now, I'd say no. No, I would, I don't know, be a lawyer or die i don't know i'll do something else work at a grocery store no i wouldn't i don't know if i would i don't know if i would uh, uh, just because times are pretty rough for cops right now they are no matter where you are um even if you're in beautiful arizona you are still <laughs> yeah we're talking about you <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh, it's still it's it's like I said, there's a lot of positive, but then there's a lot of negative that is on the same scale right now. So I wouldn't. I mean, it's still a great career. I mean, it, it really is. It, it's still something. If I could do it again, I probably would. 
I would, but right now it's tough. Well, I think yeah. when whenever you boil everything right down, careers like ours, mm-hmm. you really, I mean, obviously you have a choice, but sometimes you just don't. Yeah. You know, yep. sometimes it's a calling and, mm-hmm. you know, yep. you got to go do it. Yeah. I'm still so salty at her leaving. I know. Because all the time on Facebook now, it's like, look at my hike. Look at my dog. Look at my fiance. Look at all the fun shit I'm yeah. doing. I'm look, like, look at me out here golfing. I, oh, I, <laughs> yeah. We're freezing and she's golfing. I, I yeah. miss her, but I, I hate her at the same time, too. She's having so much fun. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't realize that was your partner. Yeah. 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 Yeah, she went to the other side of God's country. I guess <laughs> only rains three times a year, and you know, yeah, we're shorts year round. We're shorts year round. They don't have any grass. They don't have grass. I think she's doing just yeah, fine without grass. Yeah, you know, you know nice would be not to have to mow. Yeah, a lot of people got like the fake, the fake grass yeah. that you yeah. Yeah. ask for turf, man. Yeah, no, They'd never have to mow that. And, oh, look, I got a little mow spot, little, little spray paint, fix it right up. <laughs> what kind of whiskey tango bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> I, wear, I spray paint my yard. I wear that in Louisiana. <laughs> no, you didn't. Yes, I did. No, we, we'd roll paint it. We wouldn't spray paint it. That's, high That's right. They got their spray paint locked up down there. <laughs> you know what you can do with spray paint. <laughs> Run that call before, too. Oh. Yeah. I was like, man, gold, man. Come on, man. You've got to use like red. <laughs> Get you a better eye. <laughs> Ran a couple days later, he used red. I was like, oh, that was bad. Idea. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, actually take yeah, I was like, that's what you heard? <laughs> Apparently, sarcasm just went. Yeah, it was like, <laughs> Some of these people you do got to talk delicately with because yeah. they're like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you do. Well, he was talking about all the colors he liked to try. And I guess, I don't know. If, he said they smelled different. I don't know. <laughs> so I take your word for it, man. Huh. <laughs> That's cool. It's not Gatorade, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> not pink. Smell like pink. Gold, gold, was, <laughs> gold was his favorite, though. He was all in the big gold ring. <laughs> he did not find it funny when I called him Gold, gold Dust, though. The, the, the wrestler. Never, never. Gold Vaguely. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. But. Mm. Sorry. Wow. All right. Sorry. My bad. <laughs> My bad. <laughs> it's funny because some of the, like, right. we've all had those, like, patients on PCP or drug uh-huh. or, you know, just like, well, all right, if we're going to be here at three in the morning, we're going to have some entertainment with you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, as long as I'm not the fighting PCP str- oh, strain, yeah. I don't care. Yeah. Like, the zombie one's great. The, the guy that laughs on it. I love fighting or the naked ones. The naked ones, naked ones, I don't like. <laughs> we had a call. Yeah, no, that's... the ones that just sit there and laugh and make jokes. I'm like, all right, man, you're all right. Yeah, <laughs> we we had a call one time just north of the station, a little east, and uh, you know, it was male on PCP running naked. So we were staged and we waited and we waited and it was canceled by PD. I'm like, well, he's still out there somewhere. He's still somewhere. He's a naked man so running around here somewhere. I'm like, all right, we'll go back in service and we back in the station. And we know more than back in the station. And your police station just empties. And I'm like, oh, found him. <laughs> so we're waiting. We're waiting. And maybe 30 seconds later, the bells go off. And I was like. <laughs> so we drive just up the street that our station's on. And uh, there he is. And he is covered in poop. And oh, he's naked, God. and there's a circle of cops around him, and he's just like, ah, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I literally get out, 
I get out of the car, and the overnight captain's there, and he's like, hey. I said, no. <laughs> no. And they're all like, oh, Maria, come on. I'm like, no. <laughs> no. Uh-uh. They're like, get your cot. And I was like, not till he's in handcuffs. Uh, and they're like, and then it clicked because they realized they're like, what? Huh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> You're fine with it. <laughs> See, that's when you just call for the, for the fire truck. Hold them off. Get a booster. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You need a dead gun for that. <laughs> that's what we should have done with Area 51. Just take all our PCP patients and just say, go. <laughs> They'd have made it. A couple of them would have made it. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I, I, I haven't run a PCP call in a while. Oh, it's not fun. <laughs> Since I moved. <laughs> it's not fun. I do kind of miss them a little bit. Dude, that's all. That's all. It, you know, like, we hear all over the city, they're like, man, these heroin, or, you know, these oxy mm-hmm. overdoses, these heroin. I'm like, y'all got, what? We yeah. got PCP and alcohol. I know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, the going, man. Going, going where I went, I'd rather the other stuff. I've yeah. used more Narcan in the last two years. Yeah, not I have my whole career. Oh, really? Yeah. Like man. once a week. Yeah. And for a while, it was more. more than once a week. Yeah, not us. Wow. If I break the Narcan out, it's a weird day. Yeah. Usually <laughs> yeah, breaking out the sedatives, like, stop <laughs> your bullshit. <laughs> there's been times I've given the whole two, two milligrams of Narcan, and they kind of come back a little bit, uh, but they took a bunch of other stuff. And I'm like, where'd you get all this? I, I am not a nice person when I have to give Narcan. I'll give them like the, like just enough to wake them up. Yeah. And as soon as they lie, I'm like, okay, here's the rest to make you have a bad day. Like, <laughs> I'm like, do you like your choice now? Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I don't do that. I don't do that. Because I don't want to puke on me. That's why I do it in the house. <laughs> you still got to take them to the hospital. They still got to clean up their own vomit. <laughs> I don't even want to be around it. <laughs> Consequence bus. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, and every time, too, and you've seen them, what'd you take? Nothing. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. How many beers you have? Yeah. I had two beers. As your eyes are just <laughs> yeah. moving. Yeah. Like a Richter scale. <laughs> like, like, dude, I smelled you from over there. I want you to drink nothing. What's the empty thing of vodka doing next to you? Although, that's I, not mine. What's that same container that's half full doing next to you on the other side? <laughs> yeah. You drank today? No. You pull a pint out of their pocket. Uh-huh. Like, really? <laughs> See, I didn't drink. Leave the gas station. You said you just bought that five minutes ago. It's not gone now. <laughs> Although, I, I did have one guy. He says, yeah, man, I poured that out for my homies. I'm like, all right, man. Fair enough. Wow. <laughs> like, all right. I mean, you've seen Damn. my most powerful tool of medicine. It's literally go home. How many times That's I'm a like, hard concept for many, people. Yeah. I'm like, hey, man, what are you doing? Go home. <laughs> Stop your bullshit and go home. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They don't like to go home for some reason. You know, I, I'll tell you this. They probably I, I, have a redheaded wife at home. That's why. <laughs> go home. No. No. Jail. 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 Take me. Jail is a lot safer. You know, I have learned if I come home when she tells me to, I don't get in trouble. <laughs> and I'm safe for the night. <laughs> I don't get beat up. Wow, it only took you like, what, 15 years to learn that? <laughs> we got married in what, 08. Oh, you better get this right. Yeah, we got married in <laughs> Because <laughs> it's documented, so you can't yeah. mess with it. Well, I, have, I have other ways to remember. <laughs> There's an Orange Bowl victory, a national title. 
She knows it. I said that to her. She's like, hey, as long as you remember, I don't care. <laughs> November 15th. Bam. No, check uh, the calendar. Uh, I've learned, and probably you have too, like, nothing good happens after midnight. No. Nothing. No. <laughs> we get some fun calls, but overall, no. it's never anything yep. good. I used to work dog watch. That's not, no. It's. If it's a call, it's legit. <laughs> People are, should not be out past this time doing no, stuff. Like, literally, it's, that's how it is. Like During the day, it's like, oh, we think this guy has a gun and he's walking. And you get there and it's like, nothing. Yeah. Nothing. At and night, after he does. Midnight, it's like, he does. <laughs> oh, he, he's got a tank. Look at that. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. It's, it's legit. <laughs> so I'm usually, if I'm on the ambulance, I'm yelling. At, I get the, the windows are up, but I'm yelling at people, go home. <laughs> Why are you driving? You should be asleep. <laughs> I still, wish I was sleeping. Yeah, I'm like, I just want to go to bed. I'm tired. <laughs> I still, there's a video. Do you ever see that video that Jake and DeMarco made? Oh, so they, yeah. Oh, my God. I was going to kill him. They drive by our fire station. Yeah, they told me. Windows that. down. And they're like on the PA just yelling, who wants an ambulance? <laughs> who wants to go to the hospital? <laughs> Call station day. And I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kill him. I'm gonna kill him. <laughs> I think that's half our calls. Isn't it? The police messing with people. Oh, God, yeah. Stop messing with people, man. We can help, us, set help us both out. <laughs> you can help us both out. Just hey, come to the station, have some coffee, relax. We'll turn the game on. Yeah, It'll be great, right. man. They'll be driving, and we'll get there and like, hey, sorry, we just found this guy. He was laying here in the dark. I'm like, and you stopped. <laughs> Just keep driving. <laughs> When's the last time you saw a body in a ditch around here? Never? Exactly. Keep driving. It's the same thing I tell people that calls to get cats out of trees. Have you ever seen a cat skeleton injury? No. Stop calling. You still get those calls? Yeah. That's a real oh, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. Oh, yeah. Wow. We got called wow. one time, well, at the station that we used to work at. This is before he went up there. Got called for an iguana in a tree. Oh, what? An iguana. A pet iguana got really? out. Went up this big-ass pine tree. And they're like, yeah, he's up there. Can you get him down? Nope. No. <laughs> Guess where iguanas live? The In trees. the trees. <laughs> he's, he's home. Yeah. He's a better climber than he I said, am. He yeah. said, screw your cage. Yeah. I'm going home. I mean, he's not going to be happy in about three months when it becomes winter. Right. He'll come he's back. He'll right come down. Now. Yeah. He's good now. Put some food out. He'll come down. <laughs> wow. What's one of the what's one of the funniest calls you've had so far? Oh man! Wow, I don't know. They're all they're all kind of fun. okay. Well, here, here, here's a funny call, and it was and it actually wasn't. It was a call, but it's my old partner who made it funny because she was white and I'm black, and we get a call of a prowler on the west side, which is a really nice area. So we're going to this mini mansion looking thing and looking around the house. I look in the doorway of the square window to look in and she's like, you probably shouldn't do that. Like what? All they'll see is your black face from here up and not the uniform. And in this area, that's probably not the best idea. (laughs) You're right. I'm going to go sit in the car. I'll be in the car if you need me. (laughs) But that's, I think that's what made it funny. But, God, I mean, it's its, it's hard to answer it's that question when you put on the spot. Man, it, it's really hard. Well, I still think my favorite was with your old partner. And I had her 
cackling so hard she almost fell out of the ambulance. What was it? And what? we had this dude on PCP. Okay. But his blood sugar was just low enough that I was going to give him like some oral glucose. That little uh-huh. jelly put in her mouth. Uh-huh. So he's sitting on the cot in handcuffs, you know, and I'm like, hey, man, open up. We got to give you this. Your sugar's a little low. He's like, <clears throat> and I'm like, dude, are you four? He's like, <clears throat> and I'm like, so I'm like doing this number. He's like, <clears throat> I'm like, dude, come on. <laughs> and I'm like, and you know what? All right, here. You're going to act like a four-year-old? Here we go. Open up for the choo-choo. And, oh, like, <laughs> and he goes to be like, fuck. And I'm like, choo <laughs> And she falls out of him. She's dying. She is dying. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Don't do drugs. <laughs> drugs are bad. <laughs> That's the stuff we get paid to do, man. That's the best part. Like, that's the thing. Like, on our worst days, and you know it too, like, when we retire, mm-hmm. like, you could write a book on just the hilarious shit we've seen. Yep. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, people are like, you know, what's the crazy? I'm like, you, you couldn't comprehend it. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like the mangled bodies or anything like that. It's the stuff, just the pure stupidity in humans that you just man, can't comprehend. It's... Yeah. <laughs> and it's like they don't know it. <laughs> I <Yeah. don't... laughs> They're oblivious to... Their own behavior. Or, I don't know. And how many times has cops be like, oh, we can't do that? <laughs> what part about that behavior made you think that was A, smart, or B, legal? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. America. Yeah. It's America, man. Do whatever I want. Free. <laughs> I, had, I had that call. You have forgotten that everyone is entitled and can do whatever the hell they want. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did have that call. I had a drunk white guy with his pants around his ankles getting drugged in the paddy wagon, screaming, I thought this was America. And Randy Marston. I had to hide behind the ambulance on my hands and knees with snot coming out of my nose. I was laughing so hard. Love it. I just just watched an episode the other day. Like the one, the one like new cop like didn't get it. Is the other two were like behind me cackling. This is I I can retire now. That's all I need. I thought this was America. God, yeah, that's good. Wow. So, man, what uh you know for new especially new black officers coming on this force what what you know what would you recommend to them what what advice do you have for them that would be listening to this podcast don't listen to everything or don't don't take to heart everything you hear i mean it's like i said before it's probably going to be harder for the younger officers than the older ones um because it seems like they take a little things more to heart but don't give up. If you, if you came into this job for a certain reason, even if you grew up in this community and you're like, hey, I'm going to change this as a black officer, stick with that. Don't let the job or the people change what that goal is. If you're going to do it, you're going to do it. And just don't stop doing it. Because eventually, it, you, even if you don't get this group of people, you might get a couple people here that can probably change at some point change their way of thinking um so just don't give up i mean that that would be my advice just keep strong it's you got to celebrate your victories celebrate mm-hmm. your wins yep because i mean bottom line in our profession we're not going to be able to save or help everybody exactly i mean yep. now some we are mm-hmm. and that's the important part to remember yep you know yep. deal with the bad you know, the ones that you couldn't save or the mm-hmm. ones that went down the wrong path, even though you tried to intervene. Yep. You did what you could do. Mm-hmm. 
and accept that. Yep. I think that's a huge part of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have fun. It is. Yes. That's, that's it. Have fun. It may, you have to. <laughs> You're going to have to have fun or make, make, I know they say cops and firemen have like six sense of humors and stuff. You have to. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you keep your sanity. <laughs> Well, yeah. that's what's cool about our jobs. Like, you and I can sit back and forth and talk all the shit we want. Uh-huh. But, you know, we've both been on the scenes where someone says something to one, and we're like, hey, 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 I do that. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Well, brother, thank you for all coming right. on today. It's been, I appreciate you guys having me. It's been a blast. Thank you. Yes, man. Been You're more than thank welcome you. anytime. I love it. Thank yeah, you. So. Thank you. Very appreciate much. Appreciate it. Guys, and that's it for today on the Washdown Podcast. You know, if, if you're having help, if you're having problems, reach out for help. <laughs> if you're having help. If you're having help. <laughs> if you're, you're having help, you're, yeah, you don't need to reach this out. Is why I don't do, this, this is why you shouldn't put me on camera. Well, See, hey, bro. I'm trying, but I can't do that one. <laughs> yeah. It's okay. Just relax. Take your time. Do your breathing exercises. Think about it like this. Yeah. It's you just like talk us. on the radio. Think about what you're going to say before you say it. Yeah. Dispatch is a BLS car available. <laughs> <laughs> is that right? Uh, no, you got a raise. Run the Out call. Out <laughs> of <a> service bio. <laughs> More accurate. <laughs> Guys, thanks for stopping in. If you're having problems, make sure you reach out. There's plenty of resources out there. We love you all. Have a great day.